the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Hopefully your weekend starts up good. If you're coming up to the North Country, I just want to tell you right now that it's 56 degrees in Star Valley. So <laughs> you better dress warm and bring a couple of jackets. And if you're bringing quads, gloves is probably going to be something that you're going to want to have, probably some firewood or some way to keep warm. But it's not that bad. 56 degrees isn't that bad. It's just probably not what you were expecting to do. The phone number for this show for the next two hours is 602-508-0960. And the first thing I want to tell you is about quality transmission, and I'll tell you why. is because quality transmission is a great shop to partner with. He's a great shop for me because he knows more about transmissions than anybody in my shop does. Not too long ago, we had a lady bring her car in, and she had some cooling system issues. And that was kind of a, you have to pick, you have to agree with one of, many other shops okay so that's kind of the we get a lot of those cars and the second issue was we had some significant transmission codes and they all related to the pressure and so we turned the car over to quality transmission and quality fixed the car for six hundred seventy five dollars not the thirty five hundred that other people had set and that the reason why we didn't want to do the cooling system work is because we didn't want to do the cooling system work to find out they did need a three thousand dollar transmission so we worked with the customer through that that issue. So I know the car's coming back, and uh, I know the transmission's fixed, so the customer can then decide whether we need to fix the cooling system on it or not. But our cooling system repair is significantly less than everybody else's, at least two other shops who claimed it has head gasket problems, and in fact, we've got a fan problem. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of difference between head gaskets and fan, but... You know, just sometimes the diagnostic procedures are different. Anyway, quality transmission is on McClintock north of University in Tempe. <clears throat> if you live in the East Valley, it's the only go-to transmission shop I would suggest that you consider. All right, I've got a list of fun stuff to do here. Airbag recall. I love this story, and I'll tell you why I love this story. Because it tells all of you out there, that think that you have to have Honda parts and Toyota parts and Chevy parts and Cadillac parts and Ford parts and all that kind of stuff, that there's no such thing. Takeda, I think that's how you pronounce it, Jeremy. Do you remember? Takeda or Takata? No, it's Takata. It's on, I got, I got the, it's Takata. Takata is the company. We're six and a half million cars deep into this recall. And the igniter is an aluminum box that's behind the airbag. And the igniter's job is, is to go and light the fuse. It then sends very high-pressure gas into the steering 
mechanism, then it pops the airbag in your face. The problem is, is that the box that's supposed to create the compressed air, the explosion, the box is blowing up. Okay. Here's the real question in my mind, and nobody wants to touch this question at all, is there is a simple way to disconnect your airbags if your car is one of those. Now, originally, Takeda said, oh, it's only high humidity areas, and of course, Arizona's not. So everybody breathed a big sigh of relief. The problem with that is, is now it's, uh, we made a mistake. <laughs> and they're talking that it may be five years before the, first of all, they haven't even found the problem yet. Why if this thing's blowing up? People have lost eyes. People have been cut. There's some lady on TV the other day that had a huge cut right in the middle of her chest where this big piece of shrapnel had hit her. And I think there's a couple of deaths, but there's quite a few injuries. But if you are part of this recall, then the real question in my mind is, is are you going to leave the airbags connected? Now, the whole system is tied together, so there's, not so, there's no such way as we're going to just disconnect the airbag at the steering wheel and we're going to leave the side airbags on or the passenger airbag on. Any disconnection of anything in your airbag system disables all of them. It puts the whole system down. But let me tell you what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm in the process of going to Safe Car. What's that stupid website? I have it right here in front of me. Somebody wrote it down for me. Safecar.gov. Safercar.gov. Safercar.gov. Monday when I get all the VIN numbers, I'm going to go through and see how many cars we have that apply to that recall. Any cars around town that are you know, typically 25 to 45 miles an hour, any of those cars in our fleet, any of my kids' cars, any of our family cars, we're probably going to disconnect the, air, the airbag system on those because I've talked to many of the experts, the reconstruction experts, the guys that reconstruct, and they say that your survivability of a crash under 45 miles an hour with your seatbelt on is pretty doggone good. I just don't think I want to take the chance. Now, I know that, that disabling any portion of the airbag system puts the whole system down. So there are sensors in the front bumpers of these cars, and all the airbag system has a specific color to the plug, blah, blah, blah. So just by unplugging one of the front sensors puts the whole system in default, and uh, the airbag light will come on to tell you that, hey, I'm not going to work if you need me. On the other hand, if I've got cars out there on the freeway doing 60, 70, 80 miles an hour, chances are I'm going to leave the airbags and in the case of my daughter, 90 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour, I'm not going to disable the airbags. I'm going to play the odds and hope like heck that hers works right if she needs it. So that's kind of how the airbag, this whole airbag system works. But it tickles me to death that there's 11 different car makers that are involved in this. Nissan, Toyota, Honda is a big one, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler. So all of you out there who say, oh, my car has Honda parts or Toyota parts or Ford parts, no, it doesn't. In this particular case, everybody has the same piece of crap airbag module and airbag system from Takeda, and this is a Japanese company who put most of those airbags in cars in Mexico. So that's the issue. The issue is, is don't be fooled by the idea that you need to have a brand on the box. You just need a name brand on the box, and we'll talk about parts in a few minutes. Okay, Jeremy, I missed the caller. Forgive me. David, good morning to you. What uh, what, do, what have you got on your mind? Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? Good. Yes, um, I have a question. Um, 
we have a 2014 Malibu. Okay. And my wife got rear-ended. And um, the she wasn't at a dead stop, but um, probably around 30 miles an hour. And by the DPS, they, by the skid mark, um, the other person was going about 55. Okay. Um, now, the other car, I guess, by the picture, ain't much left of the front end on that. But this one took a pretty good lick to it. I mean, it stood its ground pretty much. But mm-hmm. now um, I call my insurance and everything, and we are taking it to uh, Phoenix Body Works. Cause they, oh, good for you. Good for um, you. USA, is, that's one of their um, trusted um, body shops. So yep. uh, we are going there on Tuesday to get an estimate. But now I drove it yesterday, and, it, and it's, it's veering to the right now, and it just, it's... You know, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You 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 got people that are gonna uh, are. You've picked a great shop, first of all, and, and folks, that's one of my best repair shops, Phoenix Body Works. Uh, that's their job. Um, they're gonna put on a frame rack, mm-hmm. and things are not gonna match up in the back end. And they, Phoenix Body Works, and your insurance company is going to put together a repair. And if the repair exceeds the value of the car, they're gonna get you a new car. If the repair doesn't eat the value, then they'll put it together. If your insurance company tells him to put it together and he does, he knows it'll never be right, he's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So Greg's got a, a strong back and a big spine and a good head and a good heart. So it all that stuff, it's okay. Did it hit one corner more than the other corner in the rear end? Um, the, you know, it's, it's weird because the back plastic bumper is still attached to it. But it's it's kind of hanging off on the right end. But it just by looking at it, it you know it it looks like. Well, can it was you tell like if it hit one on. corner more than the other? Did it hit one corner more than the other? No, it was pretty much straight. Okay, okay. Straight well, the reason I'm asking you is because you're going to tweak the frame and tweak the unibody if we hit the right corner, and we're going to kind of triangulate the car. So, But this is, you know, the only thing, did the airbags, did any of the airbags go off inside no. the car? No. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Your airbag module will still have some information in it, and you might want to hang on to that. I don't know if Greg's going to replace that or not, but if there's an issue on whether she stopped her moving, or if there's an issue on how fast the guy was going behind her or how fast she was going when he hit her, the airbag module has all that information. You oh, need to know the airbag oh. module will cut both ways. Did you hear that? It'll cut both ways. It tells the truth, and sometimes that's bad for the driver. I'll give you an example. Just the other day, this guy says, the guy hit me from the back before I hit the car in the front. Now, if that's the case, the guy in the back, and this is number five on a four-car collision, the car number five hits car number four, drives car number four into car number three. Car number five is going to pay for both those cars, if that's the truth. The problem is, is the airbag said, no, it isn't the truth. Eight one-hundredths of a second before five hit four, four hit three. Eight one-hundredths of a second. So car three rammed, <laughs> car three hit the guy in front of him, and then the guy hit him at, in the back. So guy three's insurance company is going to pay for the car in front of him, and guy four car is going to get is going to probably say car five pushed me into him. But anyway, airbag modules will will help you. 
there's there's lots of problems with a new car and having a wreck. But I, I'm here to tell you, done right, the car will be put back in perfect and pristine condition. And it would be hard-pressed for anybody to actually look at your car, any professional, and even determine if it was damaged. So there's lots of parts that are going to be replaced and so forth and so on. But the, the hit on the car is going to determine how much damage there is. Um, the pull doesn't bother me at all. It, that's going to be something that's going to be easy to repair. So any fixed things, body works. Good luck to you, David. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. So we talked about the air, airbag call recall. And um, when we come back, I'm going to share with you um, one of the times that I'm, I really was really, really good, and I actually diagnosed and fixed a car over the Internet. <laughs> this actually happens a lot, but I'm especially proud of this because it's a guy here in Phoenix who's talking about a, a VW van in Washington, I think Washington, D.C. or Washington uh, State, I don't know, and it belongs to his sister. So we've got the symptoms, you know, through two or three brains and mouths and all that kind of stuff. So he wrote me a really nice email yesterday. and. Basically, when we get back, I'll read it to you. But the idea is, is that symptoms mean everything. Describing the symptoms mean everything, and it will save you a lot of money if you can do that well. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. 602-508-0960. Bill Bennett is okay with being the world's policeman. Yeah, we are the world's policeman. doesn't mean you intervene in every domestic dispute, but um, there's got to be a cop, and we're it. And without a policeman, there's chaos, as as there is in American communities, there is in um, in the world. Uh, look what's happened in the retreat of American power here. What's happened in the, in the last uh, few years? Bill Bennett's Morning in America, weekday mornings at three, right before Mike Gallagher at six, on Intelligent Talk nine sixty, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. I woke up one morning and fell down. I didn't walk for a year. My name is Jane. And this is how I found the man who saved my life, Dr. Alan Palmer from the Scottsdale Spinal Decompression Center. I wanted to avoid spinal surgery, and through my research, I discovered spinal decompression treatment. There were only three doctors in the Valley that offered spinal decompression using the very specialized and precise machine, the DRX-9000. I interviewed all three doctors, and Dr. Palmer was the only one who didn't leave me alone in a room to watch a video. Dr. Palmer wanted to know about me, who I was, how I was. I was in so much pain, the thought of living my life like that was unbearable. The DRX 9000 ultimately took away the pain, but it was really Dr. Palmer and his staff and their huge hearts that carried me through. Thank you, Dr. Palmer. 
I owe you my life. To see if you're a candidate for non-surgical spinal decompression, call the Scottsdale Spinal Decompression Center at 480-443-8182. That's 480-443-8182. ScottsdaleSpinalDecompression.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Be sure to check out The Patriot's listener deals. Shop online and save big on quality items and services. Visit 960thepatriot.com and click on the listener deals banner. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem here at your service, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Tom over at Action Auto, which is north north I-17 and Deer Valley, northwest corner of I-17 and Deer Valley. Let me tell you something that's kind of a news thing. Most of us hire technicians that typically come from different environments. And Tom was telling me that he hired a technician who was really, really good in Audis and BMW. But this is the impressive part. Tom said he wanted to hire the guy, and he wanted to test drive him for like a year before he told anybody that the guy was good in Audi and BMW. That's a good businessman no matter what you do. Even, I mean, restaurant, you don't brag about your cook until he's cooked a couple million meals and and made people happy. But anyway, if you live anywhere near Deer, Deer Valley and I-17 and you have an Audi and uh, or you have a, a BMW, the technician at Action Auto is certified in both of those. He's factory trained, and his recent training was as much as just slightly more than a year ago. He came from Washington State, and actually his wife was transferred here, so that's why he came here. But not only does he have factory training, but more important to me is is that he's an ASE master tech, which is what I am and have been since 1991. That separates the boys from the girls. So the idea is is he's a good guy. So if you have an Audi or BMW, Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, might be a place that you want to stop by, shake some hands, introduce yourself, and talk to their tech. I'm sure he'll talk to you for free. I'm sure he won't fix your car for free, and I'm sure you cannot take up 30 minutes of his time talking, but that just stands to reason. Okay. <laughs> All right, I want to read you this email because this is kind of, uh, for me, it's kind of good. Um, 
the uh, starts off with the symptoms. Ron, we're going to puzzle by you, see if you have any idea. Um, as we were driving down here, the VW van uh, ran, did this a couple times, and the same thing happened a couple times over the last five months when my husband's driving. After we've been in the car 30 or 40 minutes and the, and the engine cooled down, then we get back on the highway, it won't accelerate past 40, and the speedometer gyrates violently. Once we get off the road and slow down and then pick, get back up on the road again, it works fine. We don't know what it is. Now, this is a lady who's writing to her um, uh, her brother. So then he writes me and he says, Mark, take a look at this. Could it be a fuel starvation problem, a fuel filter? You know, what do you think? And the van has 100,000 miles on it. And my sister is in Washington, D.C. on the East Coast. So I write back and I say, I think the key is this. It won't accelerate past 40 and the speedometer gyrates wildly. If this was a fuel delivery issue, then they could otherwise drive 55 but not 56 because fuel starvation says, okay, at this speed, but the next mile an hour, it's not okay. So they're asking at 56, they're asking for more fuel that can be provided to them. So that would indicate a plug fuel filter, a bad pump, or a bad fuel pressure. But that's not what she's got. So we're going to eliminate fuel delivery issue. I think the speedometer issue needs to be addressed first. Now, folks, I'm going to admit to you that I didn't put speedometer issue. I just wrote, I think the speedo needs to be addressed first. The speedometer issue or the speedometer symptom is what I meant. And I learn how to write better every t every day of my life. So I should have put in there, I think the speedo um, symptom needs to be addressed first. So anyway, thanks for the quick reply. This is um, from... Uh, the emailer, thanks for the quick reply. Um, would you say the speedometer anomaly is a symptom or the root cause? I will pass along what you said. And I write back, I think the erratic signal, I think the erratic speed signal is causing chaos as the transmission tries to select a gear and the computer tries to deliver fuel and spark and change timing. I think if I were working on it, I would try to fix the speedometer. And again, I didn't use speedometer symptom, speedometer first, but the speedometer gyrating needle first is what I meant. Okay, this is back in January of 15, and um, and then he writes back, and folks, when I answer you, sometimes I answer you from my iPad, and my iPad, it says Blizzard. The reason why my name is Blizzard in the family is because my dad said, you're like a walking blizzard of BS. That's what my dad used to say. So my name has always been Blizzard. So it's okay if you call me that. I've been called that before. So anyway, he says, does the Speedo use wheel sensors to calculate wheel speed? And I write back, it can use a wheel sensor or it can have a speed sensor on the output shaft of the transmission or it can have both. Wanted to let you know, this is, this is, you know, four months later. Wanted to let you know that just today Bob got the VW Eurovan back from the repair shop where the mechanic thinks he solves the problems. Remember, Mark, that it was gyrating speedometer needle and the deceleration issue. He, re he replaced the speed sensor and says it's fixed. The shop ran several hours of diagnostic big dollars before narrowing it down and recommending this fix. Also, the shop did some other work. So I nailed this one. And here's why. Because I had such great symptoms. The symptoms were that there was a definite relationship between when the speedometer was going crazy and the motor wouldn't run good, it wouldn't accelerate good, or only had a top speed of 40. Because the computer doesn't know what's going on. So the speedometer, in this case, and I was right about that, the speedometer has a sensor on the transmission that tells the computer how fast it's going. Well, that sensor was defective. Um, 
I don't know about several hours worth of diagnostics, um, but I'm not in Washington, D.C., so I'm not going to comment on that. But anyway, the uh, gentleman that, that talked with me during this period of time, um, I wish I had his name here, um, but it's not on his email, and I would give him credit for taking helping his sister with this particular thing. But you know what? That's that's just not a bad thing to do. Um, but you're always welcome to send me an email, and I'm always willing to help you and uh, and guide you. So we're going to shut that one down and go back here. And 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 after David, Jeremy, who's the next caller? Jeff, pull up Jeff for me this morning. Jeff, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. Um, I got a 97 Chevy half-ton van with about 120,000 miles. And um, took it to emissions yesterday. And... Uh, it failed emissions for a, uh, they said the computer has a no communication. Okay. So I took, I took the car back and, uh, I looked at the, the plug, the DTC plug there. The wires are putting out voltage. The grounds are good. So I'm not sure. I went back to the emission station and the same thing. It has no communication. Okay. Well, checking the power and grounds on the, on the ALDL connector, the, the assembly line data link or the data link connector, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that's not going to fix it. You you have to, if you want to fix this yourself or you want to try to fix it for yourself, you need to go down to one of those places where the three-whiskered lives, kid lives, and have him print you out no data link communication. It's at that point we're going to send you to a variety of places in the car, and we're going to ask you to check for power and ground here, check this connection there, check this, check that, because there is a lack of communication. So somewhere between the computer's inputs and outputs and that data link connector, we've got a problem. It could be a fuse. Okay. So you need the chart, the flow chart, because the flow chart's going to say, Mark, check pin 7 of the DLC. You got ground or power there? Oh, I got ground. Okay, good. Now go here and check for power. Then go here, check the resistance between this place and this place. Ooh, it's wide open. Okay, well, Mark, there's your problem. You've got a bad connection between data link connector and Terminal number B427. Uh-huh. So then at that point, I'm probably going to wiggle that B427 at the PC, and if that makes all of a sudden my connection clean, and then all of a sudden I can talk. But basically, it, they're just saying, we can't talk to your computer through your assembly line data link, so you need to go get that fixed. It doesn't okay. mean your car's going to fail emissions. It just means I can't check it to make sure it's clean of codes. That's what Correct. it means. Okay? Now, now I, I have a handheld. Uh, tester and that seems to work just fine with that. that well, um, I, you know, I, I don't know what what is your tester reading. Well, I, I all I'm uh, trying to retrieve codes or anything in the computer and and that uh, it links up and and uh, says no codes. Okay. Well, it'll say no codes if the system's dead too. So your little bitty sensor reader there isn't going to do the job. We'll okay. be back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. 
and one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The most expensive appliance in your home is probably your air conditioner, and replacing it may seem like a huge cost. But the cost to run your air conditioner can be 50% or more of your power bill. What if the money you could save on power paid for your new air conditioner? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to tell you about Train's new XV20i Ultra High Efficiency System that not only uses up to 50% less power, but also varies its output to match your home's cooling needs as they change throughout the day. This means that you get increased comfort with more even temperatures and long-term energy savings that can be greater than the cost of the new system. And because Benefit Air is a trained comfort specialist, you'll know that we've been trained to install the new XV20i so it will operate at peak efficiency. Call Benefit today to find out more about the new train XV20i and be sure to ask about our financing options that can make the system easily affordable. 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229. Or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated soul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Welcome back, everybody. 602-508-0960. Mark Salem here under the hood every Saturday from 10 to noon right here. Let me tell you about automatic transmission exchange. When you talk about transmissions, you better hope the guy in front of you has got gray hair because those are the guys that have been around a very long time. Phil from Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in the Phoenix area since 1968. He's been at Automatic Transmission Exchange since 1968. Phil's trained lots of people today, lots of men, lots of women in the transmission business who have gone on to open up their own transmission shops. Phil was 
ASU for trans- transmission technicians long before ASU was ASU. So Phil and his staff, they're transmission diagnostic and repair experts. So they're over on 40th Street in Washington, and if you drive up and down Washington, you'll see ATE, Automatic Transmission Exchange. And when you see it, you'll say to yourself, yep, they've been there a very long time, and they have since 1967. Okay, hey, Jeff, on your ALDL connection, let me tell you a funny story. The other day, a guy brings a car in, and he says that I went in, and they tried to plug in to the ALDL connector to do an emissions check, and they couldn't, so they flailed my car. Well, what had happened was is he had forgot that he had put one of these little gizmos. You plug it in underneath the dash, and it has Wi-Fi capabilities, and and it also gathers data on your children as they drive your car. <laughs> and so you can take this little box, and you can see it. They, the insurance companies have them too, and they can plug in, and they say, we'll rate you based on what this box tells us. First of all, and we finished the story. So anyway, there's this. He had put this box on the uh, assembly line data link connector, and he had taped it all up. Well, they couldn't plug into it because this box was there. So no charge. Take the tape off, pull it off, set it on the console. Say, hey, for you put you put one of these data loggers on here, and uh, you forgot to take it off, and that's the reason why they couldn't plug in. We plugged in. We can talk to your computer. They can talk to us. You're all set. Go back to emissions. And he goes, yeah. He says, I put that in a long time ago for my son who was driving this car. Folks, it's it's up to you whether you want to do that or not. Um, the data loggers are going to capture data on your acceleration, your deceleration, how fast you go, what the speed limit is. They're geographically and GPS oriented. So um, some of you, um, it, well, in my opinion, most of you are going to say that you saved money with that. And in my opinion, most of you are being lied to. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is there's some of you that are going to pay more than you would have otherwise paid because you have a bad habit of accelerating with a, you know, a 3G force <laughs> and you're going around corners with a 1G force and all this other kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's something to just be wary of. But anyway, uh, that uh, was a condition that he had that made that uh, happen. Okay, 602-508-0960. Let me see what else is on my agenda today. Oh, oh, if you are an appliance repairman, I would like you to call me and help me. I have a GE Profile microwave. This morning I took it out, and I have checked the door switches with a, a, a digital voltometer, with an ohmmeter, and the door switches are opening and closing, and I have continuity through a couple of sensors that don't actually open until three, four, five, six, seven hundred degrees. But the, what I need help with is the magnetron, the capacitor, and the coil. Can I just unplug the magnetron? Can I check voltage to the magnetron? And if so, what kind of voltage do I need to see? I know that my digital volt ohmmeter that it has a 9 volt battery so it's powered up uh, with a battery is a 600 volt and I know how to discharge the capacitor but I don't know how to test the coil I don't know how to test the capacitor oh and by the way this GE has a diode and I know that the diode using a 9 volt battery I know that the diode will flow um, 5.7 volts one way but flow no volts the other which means the diode's good and if you're a an appliance repair guy, you're understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> but I can go down to Home Depot and buy a new microwave for a couple hundred dollars, but if I could get somebody to teach me how to check the magnetron, the capacitor, and the coil, then I'd be really happy. 
which is stuff that cars don't have in them. <laughs> That's the reason I need a little bit of help. But if you if you are a repair person and uh, and you do that for a living, would you call 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and then that way oh, you can help me um, if if you would help me. Um, I also want to tell you something about in the city of Tempe, which is where my shop is at. I want to tell you something that I'm kind of proud of. Earnhardt Ford opened in Tempe in 1996, November of 1996. Chapman Chevrolet opened in Tempe in August of 1977, about nine months later. Salem Boys opened in Ahwatukee across the highway from Tempe in, 19, in October of 1979. The three oldest repair shops still in Tempe or adjacent to Tempe, like I was, across the freeway, um, are Earnhardt Ford, Chapman Chevrolet, and Salem Boys. Well, Earnhardt Ford moved to Chandler, so they're not involved. But Chapman Chevrolet is the oldest auto repair shop in Tempe, and I'm second. Now, there's some other repair shops out there, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those. And, and if you're from the Tempe area, you'll recognize the names. So we'll talk about some of the old-time auto repair shops, and I'll tell you what I remember about them. So we'll be back right after this. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Mark Levin, Fox News, and Breitbart, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhauled transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, we will continue the discussion about J Street with guest Steve Lewis and a representative from J Street, if any, are secure enough in their positions to appear on the show. The discussion two Sundays ago can be accessed on my website, MiddleEastRadioForum.org. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit 
Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All right. Most Friday nights I can be found. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem here, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service real quick. IMM Auto Service is in the northeast corner of Tempe, where the 101 and the 202 meet. You would come southbound on the 101 access road from the river, and uh, you would find IMM on your right-hand side. IMM IMM Auto Service is important to me because, first of all, I've known them since about 1979. They started in 1972. They have ASE Masters. They work on Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles, and that's important to me because it's important for you that if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo, anybody can change the oil, but not anybody can fix engine problems or do major repairs on those cars. And oftentimes, I have to say to someone, you were foolish to think that this transmission shop, who's converted themselves to an all-repair bumper-to-bumper place, had the ability to replace the clutch on your Saab. That one-and-one doesn't equal two in this situation. So IMM is a great place. Again, Volvo, Saab, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, or any Asian vehicles like that, IMM is a great place to go. They'll give you a to-the-penny estimate, and so that means what that means in my world is they won't be a penny over their estimate that they give you. So it's not like I'm going to tell you it's 330 and you get there, it's 370 because I didn't add tax, shop supplies, and environmental charges. The bottom line is, is the number he gives you is going to be the number or less that you're going to pay. So we figure sales tax in that to make sure that you like us better. All right, IMM, 101 and the 202 in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. All righty, let's uh, talk about some of the old shops in Tempe. Ronnie's Auto is up on University and been around a long, long time. It's had many, many owners, but it's still a good shop. It's not on my repair shop list, but they're still a good shop. Kits Automotive, this is the one that um, Alvin and Albert were the kit boys, and they mentored me when I opened up my first repair shop in 1979. Ken Vivian mentored me before that because I worked at his gas station from the late 60s all through the early 70s. But Kitts Automotive was just great, and they were down on Baseline and the I-10 on the southwest corner. 
They're not in business anymore, but they're both still around. I still see them. Dana Brothers Dodge was on Mill Avenue. Mike Fenno, a guy that went to high school with me who now owns Schumann's Automotive. Mike used to work at Dana Brothers Dodge. And then we talk about Schumann's Auto. Schumann's is a well-respected uh, repair facility. Mike Fenno owns Schumann's. Um, and he took over, I think, when Dick died. And Sue, his wife, sold to shop to, to Mike Fenno. Bob Stewart Chevron was in Tempe from 1967 north of that. Bob folded up the Chevron station probably 15 years ago. Reed Nelson Exxon was on the northeast corner of uh, Broadway and Priest. And Reed Nelson and his boys ran that Exxon station for years and years. They're not around anymore. Jack Harris Chevron was at Mill and Broadway. And he goes way back. I remember one time. <laughs> Jack Harris fired all of his employees in one day, and a bunch of us that worked at other gas stations around there went down and helped him get through the next three or four days as he tried to pump gas, fix cars, and hire people. <laughs> I remember that, and trust me when I tell you, I've come close to that craziness myself. And then you've got Mike Simpson shell. He's down on Warner and McClintock. He's um, been around a very long time. He's a second-generation garage guy and gas station guy. Uh, Mike hasn't been in Tempe that long, probably 10, 12 years, not like Al Kitts that goes back to, you know, the 1970s. But those are the old shops in Tempe. Those are the guys that were mentors of mine. Those are the guys that I enjoyed. I'll tell you one other quick story. Reed Nelson came over one day. Now, he had lived in Ahwatukee. And him and I were good friends. I liked him. Uh, and he was the gas station across the street from the Shell station that I worked at as a kid. And um, we were both, you know, late night Shell station. His Exxon and our Shell station was late night. But the staff from each one of the two shops, we used to play football on Priest in the middle of the night because there was no cars. <laughs> and so if somebody pulled into the Shell or the Exxon, all of us would run and take care of the car, do the full service routine, wash the windows, pump the tires up, and fill them up, and then send them on their way. And I'm sure a couple of them, who had been drinking were wondering why half the guys were in Shell shirts and half the guys were in Exxon shirts. But that goes back to 1969-1970. All righty. So thank you for letting me reminisce. Kevin, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, you bet. I have a, a, a 2013 uh, Ford Escape with EcoBoost. And uh, one thing about it, it, I bought it for my son, uh, and it had a salvage title. Okay, it only had like 20,000 miles on it. Um, uh, right now, it, um, in the morning, uh, when you start it up, it has an initial puff of blue, mainly white smoke that comes out of the tailpipe. Just okay. instantly. The rest of the day, it's fine. But just in the morning, it does that. Any idea? Okay. Sure, sure. And if just in the morning and you haven't noticed any consumption of oil on the dipstick. No, and no so not at all. What you have is, um, first of all, let me just say something about the salvage title. Salvage title means that somebody, more than somebody, somebodies, there's, there's plural. Right. Um, there's a lot of people that decided that fixing that car cost more than the car was worth, so the salvage title, and then somebody fixed that car and put it back on the road. There's a lot of insurance companies that will not insure salvage titles cars because there's no guarantee that the car was put together the right way that and see here's a just a simple example when you have a front-end collision we want the windshield to pop towards the hood we don't want the windshield to pop inside the car and if you don't put the windshield in right then it pops inside the car and it causes significant damage to the front seat passengers in addition to that 
not only will insurance companies will not insure them, but there's lots of banks that, that won't um, finance them because a salvaged car has about a 50% of the low book value, and some say 40%. Right. So in your particular case, I have good news for you. Um, what okay. you've got is some valve guide seals, and you're not going to do anything about it at all because here's okay. the progression. The progression is that sooner or later, you probably are going to have a bigger puff of smoke, but I don't want you to do anything until one of two things happen. Number one, that you start drinking oil, and then you're going to okay. have to go in there and put valve guide seals in it. Or number two, you start fouling spark plugs. And I want to tell you that your escape in your EcoBoost, chances are that will never happen. Okay. So it could go 100,000 miles with no problem, with a puff of blue smoke or white smoke at the first thing in the morning, never again during the day, and you never see it on the dipstick, we're home free. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So if it progresses to more, like, uh, say, after five or six hours, they start it up, if it's progressing bad, then what do I do? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I want to see an obvious reduction of oil on the dipstick. Okay. Or I want to see a fouled spark plug. So okay. I, I want you to, if you say, hey, Mark, I change oil every three or 4,000 miles, and it's never, it's you know, it gets down to the ad mark, but it never goes below the ad mark, I'm going to say, hey, don't do nothing. Just leave it alone. Okay. Because the repair is going to cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and it could cost you thousands of dollars, and I think it's in your best interest not to do nothing. Right. And if right. it were my yeah. car, I wouldn't have been. How old is your son? Well, he's, uh, he's 16. And, and the bottom line yeah. is we bought it because we're just going to drive it to school. We're not going to take trips on it. I mean, it was just a functional vehicle to get around, you know, Scottsdale. Okay. So Did you drive it? We got there. Yeah. Oh, it's great shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not talking about great shape. I'm talking one dad to the other. Okay. That's a monster motor in that thing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The EcoBoost, I mean, it's a it turbocharged. It's a turbocharged four-cylinder. That car, you can set the cruise control. It. You can set the cruise control well above the speed limit and come up the Rye Hill into Payson at any speed you want in that car. If you wow. don't use the cruise control, you can you you don't have to push that car to the floor to come up that hill at uh, 70 miles an hour. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, I haven't it, driven it out in the out in the mountains or anyways. It's just following around town and that's about it so great. okay it's a little four-cylinder with a turbocharge on it that is that is one hot rod engine but you may have a son who's not interested in that and if that's the case god bless you but if the guys if the young man has drag racing capabilities or okay. if, if, if fast cars are something he desires then you might want to at some time when at the necessary time have somebody reconfigure it and maybe put a speed limiter on it or something like that. Okay? Okay. Thank you. All right, very good much. luck to you. Thank Take you, care. Kevin. Bye bye. Yeah. Nobody says we don't have fun around here, hey? Eh? Nobody. All right. There is an issue right now where the uh, car makers are asking that, um, and I'm going to get my clock right here so I can get right here and look. I got about 15 windows open. The car makers want to, uh, restrict anybody from changing the software in their cars and they're asking Congress to make that uh, a, a law and so somebody put that on Facebook and if you want to go to Facebook I talk about car stuff you're not going to know when I go to Taco Bell you're not going to know when I go to Jack in the Box you're not going to go where, where I'm having my underwear changed none of that happens we talk cars on my Facebook account anyway I well somebody wrote down hey Mark what do you think about this and my response is is that all the major car manufacturers want people to leave their software alone 
and there is good reason for that. Part of the reason has to do with that um, they are responsible for having the car actually pass emissions, and their software will do that the best. Um, but on the same token, back in the 70s, the 60s and 70s, when uh, it would be akin to back in the 60s and 70s where the car makers said, you can't take your hot rod Camaro or Mustang or Dodge Charger or RT or Super B, and you can't put exhaust on it, you can't put bigger carburetors, you can't advance the timing, you can't do this and you can't do that. You have to leave it the way it was that we gave it to you. That's what we're going through. And a guy wrote an interesting response to me. He said, you don't own the licensing or sales rights to any software unless you own the company that wrote it. He says, however, you do own the soft, the hardware it's running on. And if and so he's drawn a difference between software and hardware here. You do owe the hardware it's running on. And if you want to delete your licensed or leased copy of the software, you may. That's kind of the rub right there is is that they want you to leave the software in your car and not use hot rod software that's available on the Internet. You also may buy a leased copy from a third party and put it on the hardware if you wish. That is the issue. They can try to prevent you from doing it just like companies that make smartphones and the cellular companies that sell them by making it as difficult as possible for claiming and claiming it voids the warranty, but it's not illegal. Trying to make it illegal is 100% wrong. So there is this issue out there. And uh, my take on this issue is is uh, is we don't need the car manufacturers to control that part of our life. Um, the cell phone people already do control that part of our cell phones in that life, but having our cars is something um, that's American. And if you want to put a chip or a performance chip in your car, and if you want to slightly change the software parameters, that should be up to you. And if you pollute the, the air, then you pollute the air and you're doing wrong, and all your neighbors can beat you up if that's what happens. You see, sometimes what we do is we go in and we just fib to the computer. I'll give you a, a quick example. At 40, if you disconnect the coolant sensor on your car at 44, it tells the computer it's 44 below zero. And of course, when you start the car first thing in the morning, the computer thinks it's 44 below zero, so the computer's going to add a lot of fuel, like a choke. But let's get, add a lot of fuel because this engine is really, really cold, and in order to get it running and warmed up fast, we're going to add a lot of fuel. Likewise, with a little $5 toggle switch and some wires, you can make that car run really fast or faster by just simply disabling a circuit on the coolant sensor. And that then tells the computer it's a minus 44 degrees. And the computer looks at the chart and says, here's how the injectors appear at 120 degrees in Phoenix. The injectors sound like this. But here's how the injectors sound when it's a minus 44 degrees in Phoenix. So you get the difference. <laughs> so if we fake the computer out and if we feed bad information, remember, junk in is junk out. So if we feed bad information, um, it makes your car run different, faster, better. And if you want better fuel economy, they, they'll give you that as well, too. So they'll trim back the fuel delivery system a little bit. Those are the kinds of issues. Um, so this is going to carry on for the next 20 years of my life. But today, um, you can change the software. The car makers are just trying to make it illegal. And here's what's going to happen. After they make it illegal, then they're going to come out with their own software. That's my take on it. So 602-508-0960. We'll be back in about eight seconds with another hour. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.